0: Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. We have a great show lined up for you today. I'm just being all covered here by my uh, gigantic microphone. Uh, I have a fantastic guest for you today. We have a great conversation lined up. Uh, As always, if you are new to the show, then uh, you'll know that we have opportunities to call in and and uh, so if you have any questions or anything about um, you know, what we're talking about, this is going to be a great topic. We're going to talk about the Me Too movement today um, and how it might affect your uh, dating life. There's a lot of nervousness going around, a lot of uh, misunderstandings, I think it's safe to say, uh, and really a lot of, uh, a lot of fear, uh, probably on, on both sides and a lot of uh, anger and upset on both sides, which, uh, which is fair. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to dive into that a little bit. And, um, again, this is the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. My name is Domini Drew and I am joined today by Brian Lofton. Thank you for joining me, Brian.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's <laughs> nice to be here.
0: Good. Um, well, a, a pleasure is, is all ours, all of ours as a group. I'm just deciding that you guys are all happy about it. Uh, you're going to be soon. Uh, Brian is a, uh, Brian, actually, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about what it is that you do?
1: So I, I, um, my wife and I live here in Asheville, North Carolina, and I am a licensed massage and bodywork therapist. And, uh, really what I do is, is I help people, I help women in particular, uh, with, uh, uh transform their structural and emotional pain through very skillful, compassionate hands-on therapy. Um, and, and I call that craniosacral work.
0: hmm And what is uh, craniosacral exactly?
1: Well, craniosacral is kind of born from the osteopathic tradition, and uh, as is the chiropractic tradition too. And with craniosacral work, what we're working with in particular is the nervous system. And most of us, everything that we do, all of us, everything we do stems from the organization of the nervous system. And you can go to someone like me. Um, There are other wonderful practitioners around the world who do this kind of work. And it's great for helping people reorganize emotionally, physically, even spiritually. So the causative factors of distress, disease, disorder um, are mitigated. And you can live a very free, open, healthy life. Well,
0: Nobody wants that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty rad, and I was really excited to have um, to have Brian on with me because, um, as if you listen regularly to the show, what you know is that, um, you know, I I focus a lot on the uh, the psychological, right, the emo- uh, emotional, the spiritual, and the and the energetic, um, and I don't touch the physical that much, and I would. I, I think you do. Oh, I touch the physical. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I touch the physical when I'm off camera. Um. But it's, I don't really go that much into that. And it's a huge, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting because in a way I kind of do because the, you know, my focus is always about bringing it down to the body. What does your body have to say about that? I mean, the amount of of guidance that you have at your fingertips in the form of your physical body is extraordinary. You know, if you pay learn to pay attention, which of course, you know, most people don't um, in their lives. Uh, if you learn to pay really close attention, you can get so much information from, you know, when your breathing cuts off, it's like, what were you just talking about? When your breathing cut off, that's interesting. You Too know? much
1: attention, actually. Too- For most people, they they just uh, it's just easier to do something to take that from them. You know, look outside of themselves. And uh, the 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 real challenge, thank you. The real challenge is to be able to do that inside. And and I think that's with your work as well. This empower people to find their answers on the inside, so that they can make the changes they need to make in their daily life. Or in society,
0: yeah, yeah, it's true, and um, and it's interesting because uh, the work that that I do, if you do it long enough, there there will be a physical change um, because your your physical structure is is built around your your belief system, you know, which is something that a lot of people don't know, but is actually quite true. Um, so, um, but what I encourage is, you know, if if you were to say work with me, and then also work with someone who does craniosacral or kind of body work like that, the whole thing goes forward so much faster because you're hitting it on all of the layers and also, you know, and, and physical is an important, important level. So if you, so if you, for example, you know, find that you've got some, uh, some self-worth issues, right. And you you know, you know that about yourself, but you're not sure what to do about it. And so then you start working with me and we worked down to the core of the, the, um, self-worth issues. And that can actually happen really quickly. Um, and so we get down to the bottom and you start to be like, oh yeah. And you start to recognize that maybe that's not something that you need to carry around and you've got beliefs from childhood and whatever it is that your thing is. Um, and maybe, you know, you've always kind of hunched forward because of that. And so your muscular structure is still reflecting the, I have self-worth issues, you know, but combined with physical work, it's like that will start to, you know, you'll start to, things start to change. I mean, I look totally differently than I used to like without it's, it's extraordinary.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, people say, if you want to feel better, go exercise.
0: Yes. Endorphins. Walking. That's science, bitches. Get in the gym. It's yeah. so good for you. It really is.
1: Yeah. The, the body reflects the the mind state. Mm-hmm. The body reflects the emotional state and, and, you can tell a lot about people just walking around, you know, just observe, just open your eyes, open your heart, and see what people are doing. And you get a pretty accurate representation of what they might be thinking.
0: I find that fucking fascinating. I really do. I love that. Um, have you ever come across core energetics?
1: Core energetics? Uh huh.
0: Or bioenergetics?
1: Bioenergetics,
0: yes. Yeah, it's funny. He got much more. He was much more well known. So Are
1: you talking about Alexander Lowen?
0: Yes. So Alexander Lowen, um, actually, and uh, a guy named John Parakis came up with bioenergetics, and then and they they did this together, and then at some point they split, and John Parakis went into core energetics, uh, which integrated sort of more of the spiritual, I think, and bioenergetics went the other way. But it's essentially. That's what they would do. So they would have a client come to them. They would have the client stripped down to their underwear and stand in front of them so they could see the structure of their physical body. This is like in the 70s, I guess. 60s, 70s? Yeah.
1: yeah and, and, as I understand it, the, the goal of that too was to strip someone down to... Have a little bit
0: closer. Mm-hmm. A,
1: little closer
0: a little closer. Yeah, it is. So so just I,
1: croon if, right into if, it. If there was shame, if there was whatever <laughs> emotional felt sense of the body within that person was would actually manifest itself in their posture. So if you have someone standing there, you know, in a tuxedo or some nice outfit where they're smoking hot, they're not <laughs> going to really have a posture that's really indicative of where they really are. It's another reason why it's nice to dress up because you can hide a lot. But if you're standing <laughs> there in your underwear, then most of us, I know I would, I would kind of slouch down. Don't look at me. And and that's that's the that's what needs to be worked on. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I actually I always remember it. it always stuck in my mind um because it, it it's it's absolutely true. It's like if you're you're um I don't usually go too far into like energy on the on the show, but essentially like let's say if you're kind of an aggressive character or you're more um, uh you know you you're you're if if people def- default towards fight or flight, you're more of a fight type. you know you want to kind of engage and like you know fix it or or get angry like if you're sort of geared that way your energy, your actual, this is, this is a thing guys. <laughs> this, is, this is not made up. It's measurable and repeatable. Um, and, and where we'll tend to go is to your, to your will centers. Okay. Which, which are in your back. So, um, when you see someone, if, if you learn to actually perceive energy, which I spent about, um, four to eight years kind of crunching to you know really learning intensively you can actually see it go to their back when they're kind of revving up and then they release it forward and so it 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 gathers in the back so if you are that type of person so this is what's fascinating the physical body actually follows the energetic um and and so if you're that type of person and you do that a lot you will have highly overdeveloped back muscles and so what you'll end up with is this v shape okay of your like your shoulders and then your hips and your shoulders will be wider than your hips and that's an indication that that's that personality structure.
1: It sounds like you're talking about sort of the ideal masculine physique at the gym. And the isn't with that the, interesting? The well-developed lats and traps. It's just like, a, who was that cartoon character? You mm-hmm. kind of talk like Elvis Presley. It was like this kind of style. Johnny
0: Bravo? Johnny Bravo. Oh my God, I
1: can't believe I like got Johnny that. Bravo.
0: That was amazing. I'm amazing.
1: I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or if you're more of an adult swim person, do you ever, um, do you know Brock from Adventure Brothers? Is it Adventure Brothers?
1: No. Adventure
0: Brothers. I do So good. More adult than the Johnny Bravo, <laughs> but I'm always, always sort of a fan of that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's also interesting. So then we think about, and so all of this, this is the shit I just love. So all of that shit feeds into what it is that we find attractive. Why do we find that attractive? It's like, well, if you're a female and you're looking for a sort of a more alpha protective male, that will be the type that will fight for you, right? So the type that fights goes da -da -da -da, and then you find that body type attractive.
1: He can carry a burden. He's got a broad back.
0: Definitely, definitely like a like a
1: really solid mule. I wonder if actually there are women out there who have a lot of emotional baggage who seek men like that. No. Because they can carry that baggage. No. No.
0: I've never met one. I don't know any women with emotional baggage. moving on. (laughs) So, so yeah, you can see how like one thing like feeds into the next. I find this absolutely fascinating. And I used to be that structure that like had a lot of things in my, in my back. And I had these really like big, like lats, right? Like big, thick lats. And I was like, and I was a horseback rider. Yeah. And and that's so why I thought, oh, you know, it's because I'm a I'm a horseback rider. Oh, that's just the muscles it gives you. And
1: like years later, I thought maybe if you're shooting arrows from the back of a horse.
0: Exactly, which by the way is on my sk- bucket list of skills to learn because that just sounds super rad.
1: I can teach you. I do archery. Meditative archery. On horses? No.
0: You know what? I'll take it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. It's old. Are you good at archery? But what's good Great question. I I love that (laughs) shit. I said
1: meditative archer, so I'm not trying to kill stuff, but I can When you
0: say good, what do you what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I like you're fucking around, but that's actually a great response to shit. Like, oh, are you are you good? Oh.
1: What's good?
0: Are people are people uh is this a is this a call in? It seemed to come through my phone. Let's see if somebody's calling in. Hello. This is Alice from Visa Card. Sir, nope. I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> <clears throat> well Alice probably had a question for us we'll decide it was something like whatever we were going to talk about next and then we'll just answer it
1: what is good what is good
0: what is good that's such a great statement <laughs> because we say these things so unconsciously and we talk about that a lot on this show about you know the um, the unconscious language that we use it's like I remember learning this in college there was this woman who said you know, oh, my my legs are too big, something like that, some stupid statement. And I, you know, just that's how people talk. So it never really occurred to me that it was strange. And then she was, it's, it's, I can't remember if it was her or somebody else, came right in afterwards and said, too big for what? T- too big to carry you? Too big to ride a horse? Too big to walk you around, run, ride bikes? Like, too big, too big for what? And even if you go, oh, they look too big, according to whom? Like, wh- what's even the ideal? I mean, we all think we have this kind of ideal in our minds. And even that, even if you were just to go like, oh, you know, to, to look beautiful, even to look beautiful within our the structure of our society, it's still, according to whom?
1: But it's just, they're labels. They're labels. And they help us understand things. So, to put a,
0: We do like to compartmentalize things. Yeah. Yeah that's true that's good that is good it's good for survival
1: but if we say that <laughs> and
0: we have survived good. which is great
1: <laughs> it leads nowhere when you hear someone say it's good it's good it's a dead end there's no invitation to wonder to magic to
0: that's true what
1: else that's true yes and how about more at
0: least it's a happy end yeah though. <laughs> too easy
1: <laughs> That's a little early in the show. Think,
0: fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> Brian doesn't want a happy ending that early. Got you. Um, I was just that was set up. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. That was just. It was just right there.
1: You can walk through that door as much as you want.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this Me Too movement. Um, this is a topic that I'm um, really quite fascinated in. Um, how it is that things are. Um, progressing, changing, um, evolving uh, quite rapidly at the moment um, between men and women. And I get a lot of questions about this. And I get a lot of questions in my course about this. Um, Brian is a very um, conscious male and um, very tuned into this type of thing. And so I thought it would be great to have a conversation uh, with you about this.
1: Well, just for the record, I don't really identify myself as that. Um, As conscious? Well, there's another loaded question. What's conscious? I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. I should just stop there.
0: Take a compliment? Yeah.
1: I guarantee you I'm gonna say something that's gonna be unconscious.
0: You, um, okay, so to me being conscious does not mean you never say anything that's unconscious um but also that's my perception of you so you don't have to
1: agree with me if you don't want but you can go down into the depth psychology road. if you
0: want yeah let's do it
1: uh, that's pretty much as far as i can go
0: oh okay that was a good ride though we did it was up. a good ride yeah no happy ending. no happy ending <laughs> eh.
1: can't find the right path
0: can't, can't win them all <laughs> um so one of the things i think that there is a lot of fear out there on the part of guys that um you know that they're going to you know i think that, <laughs> i think that the the tables are changing a bit um which i think is not unreasonable uh and yet you know it's it can be a little um i'm imagining a little um uh disorienting for guys right now that the sort of tables are changing so quickly um and maybe some some sort of upset and i hear a lot of fear um about, you know, how they need to be careful and guys being worried about, you know, being misinterpreted or being falsely accused. Um, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts? Mm.
1: Well, I think first off, um, as I said in the beginning of the show, I am married and I haven't been on the dating scene for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But the issues that have been the genesis of the Me Too movement have existed for millennia. So I was a part of the dating scene when that was happening even though it didn't have that, that moniker. Um, I agree with that. I don't think I know any men personally who feel afraid. Um, because I don't really associate with guys who, who treat women in such a way that-
0: They would have something to worry about. Worry about. Exactly, mm-hmm. they would have something
1: to worry about. Um, but I think sometimes I wonder, well, what would it be like if I was dating again? Would I have to be more careful? Um, I don't really know how to answer that. I I think so. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. And I don't know. There's a lot of things that kind of flow into my mind that aren't really words yet. Um,
0: yeah, it's an interesting thing. I I did look up an actual stat because I I started thinking that, um, you know, like like, oh yeah, okay, it makes some sense. They got they got a point. You know, there's there's a lot of you know accusations going on, and um, I think probably a lot of them are not false at all. Um, but I did look at the some actual stats and like the number of false accusations of um, you know mistreatment of men by uh, of women by men is meager, it's negligible, actually. Um,
1: I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so statistically, it doesn't actually really um, happen um, a whole lot, uh, which is good. It means you don't actually need to be worried about it. You just need to not be an asshole. And I would say that should be your baseline
1: anyway. Well, I mean, I think as you're talking, I'm starting to realize that, that if I was dating, one of the things that would be important for me is to make sure that the first date or the first encounter is as real and honest as possible so that when subsequent moves start happening, you know, do you go in for a goodnight kiss? Do you go in for a hug? That there's you. You have to establish more of a relationship before you start doing that. So it's not just the Hollywood like, oh hey, we know our life story in a glance. I can come in and we can have sex. And it just doesn't really work like that. Um, so I yeah. <laughs> I think you, <laughs> you do. We do have to be careful. But but I think what's wrong with with getting mm-hmm. to know each other? Being careful. Yeah. Being more careful before you go in for that kiss. Um. It just makes it better you know the intimacy is better, sex is better, the relationship is better when there's more of a foundation you know five minutes is better than one minute, one hour is better than 20 minutes. So are we talking about sex yeah, yeah you could I mean you could apply that to is, you is want. that is that what you meant? I know. Are you mean longer I, times I, I to was do? I specifically talking about, you know, we've been together for five minutes or we've been together for 20 minutes. Oh, gotcha. We've been together gotcha. for, mm-hmm. you know, however long it is, have some patience, um, take the relationship a little bit longer. The first kiss will be better. The first intercourse will be better. Whatever. You, the first drink will be better.
0: Were you ever able to hit that kind of balance of really taking your time and seducing and kind of keeping her wanting more, um, without, you know, pulling away and too much and losing her interest?
1: Could you say that again?
0: Yeah, so you, I, I get a lot of questions. You know, there's that sort of balance of like, people want to say playing hard to get, um, which I really don't like at all because it indicates that you're, uh, you're fabricating something, which can always be picked up on. Um, but just sort of striking that balance of living your own life and connecting and showing interest, but also, um, you know, letting her chase you a little bit.
1: Yeah, so uh, for me, it was always fun to have the repartee. Because there's so much tension potential, good tension that you can really pick up on and you can, you know, what if I like drop this little morsel? What if I touch her, you know, you know, if we can touch and I touch her like this or I touch her here or I say this or you can kind of let the little nibbles get people closer together. It's more enticement. And um, I think, you know, particularly for me as a cranial therapist, I can, I really have to perceive in my office. Uh, how someone expresses themselves, how they they move their body—all these little details that are are so you know—it makes my work fun, and it makes dating um, really wonderful. And, and you can do this with anything in your life. Just pay attention to the little details, those little nuances that we feed on. That's what builds intrigue. That's what builds um, desire. Really,
0: I like that. I love the the little little uh, nibbles because. And even as you, as you sort of said that and as you were kind of demoing it, <coughs> excuse me, you're, you're staying in your body. Um, a lot of times when guys come towards women, they sort of, blah, blah, you know, and they kind of, they, they, they come all over and then the woman retreats and they're like, oh, I thought that she wanted attention. So then they retreat and then maybe she loses interest and they get well, kind of confused.
1: They want to come all over.
0: They do want to come all over. <laughs> Brian used to be a porn star. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, it's not the one thing you've ever told me. All right. I'm just hoping. All right. Fine. Brian did not used to be a porn star, but there's still time. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah. So they want, they want to like sort of come all up in their space and they're like, okay, you want me to, to, to chase? I'll chase. And so here I go. And so there's a, there's this balance of like staying in your body, staying connected to yourself. Like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you, but I'm not falling all over myself for you. There's, there's a difference when you're falling all over yourself for someone. You're, um, you're, there's actually a way in which you disconnect from yourself. You're tripping. You're tripping.
1: You're, you're straight tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you're tripping. You're falling down. You're going to get
0: hurt. You're, you're you know, actually you're, tripping. You're
1: saying this. And now I'm thinking, <laughs> I think women in general are more in their body because they have to, because the, the fluid processes of a woman are so well known to you, you know, that time of the month, um, women tend to cry more easily. Mm. Your identity within your body is much more clear. And with men, it's more just that that um what was the name of that guy? The V-shaped back guy? So, Johnny, hey, Bravo. How you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. This is we we have this we we objectify ourselves as men. And we identify with our muscles, we identify with what we can fix, we identify with what we can have sex with, and we don't really identify with the deeper emotional internal process because it's too scary. And most men, and I speak from experience, there's not a lot of men out there that I can talk to that really understand the emotional body. Um, they understand the physical one. Um, so I thought I'd just chime in with that.
0: What uh, When you say emotional body, can you explain what you mean for people who don't use that know that term?
1: Yeah, like for example... Um, we all know the, the the feeling of joy. So with joy, we tend to, our body is open. You know, we're like, we can laugh out loud. We're like, yay, it's like Titanic, you know, <laughs> Kate Winslet, they're just stretched out. And so joy, you, you, your chest is out, you're, you're open, you're happy. And grief, the grief body is, you know, the, the child sitting by themselves on the playground that we've all seen and they're a clamshell, And that's grief. Um, you know, rage. I'll put the mic down for a second. Rage, And when you're that tight, there's nothing that can flow. Um, life doesn't flow. Nothing flows. So the happier emotions, even just thinking about it, I sit up straight, I take a nice breath, and I, and I expand. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I mean by the emotional body. So the different emotions that we all feel have different manifestations um, within us that we show people.
0: I'm glad I asked you that because that's actually a different way than I use that term. So that's really interesting. That's cool. Um and yeah, I think that's what you're what you're saying is <clears throat> is interesting because um yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I um would agree that the men have a harder time accessing their um or being in, or, or, or that women are more in their bodies in general. Um, they are definitely, I would say, um, more open to the emotional, or more um, easily accessed. You know, easy, willing to access, or but also more comfortable in flow. I mean, that is sort of more the quote like the feminine um, vibration principle. Principle, yeah. Principle, yeah. Um, whereas the the masculine may be sort of um, more uh, more Hard. strong and yeah grounded. Um, I was grounding both um uh, but uh but but the access to emotions and then of course when when is that nurture and when is that nature um as far as men you know not being as welcomed to to feel their feelings um certainly men who have been i don't know there's a whole lot of difference you know there is um a lot of comfort with their with their feelings
1: um well you know some emotions are modeled for us very well and we see that in the media as men as as men Mm -hmm. Um, tenderness is not modeled generally. I think most people can agree on that, um, and and quite frankly, I think it's we're losing that with women too. That's not really modeled so much anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. at least from what I can see. But that's see interesting. A whole lot. That's
0: interesting. Less tenderness.
1: I mean, you could have a whole show about how technology is kind of um, standing in for intimacy, and so we're interacting with technology. Rather than an emotional, warm, living, breathing emotional person, Um, we're not calling each other as much. I'm not trying to get off subject too much, but
0: Um, yeah, I think we will do the show. Actually, (laughs) that sounds pretty good. Um, But I mean, I I'm pretty intimate with my technology. I don't know about you, but like if I like really feel it, you know, I'll
1: totally swipe. Yeah so let's digress
0: <laughs> no I think that's super rad actually and you're right that's a, that's a whole really good um, topic in itself so yeah well, let's bring it back to Me Too so um, I, I wonder well I mean I don't know let's, let's segue so if, um, if if that is something that's, that's evolving technology wise and affecting intimacy how do you think the Me Too movement is, um, is impacting that <laughs> I just like to throw something light at my guests every once in a while, you know, <laughs> just to make them really regret saying yes to being on the show.
1: Yeah, I, I, just to be perfectly, I mean, to be honest, I hate it when people say that, you know, like, well, I'm not going to be honest. I'm just going to
0: be dishonest. <laughs> to be I'm honest. Oh, whoa. I didn't out. ask for honesty. Hold okay. on.
1: <laughs> so I have a lot of quotes. Um, yeah, I can't fast. relate to the, the idea of not being sensitive. And this is part of what I, I couldn't be a craniotherapist or, or a good craniotherapist <laughs> uh, without being sensitive. Um, but I think sensitivity comes with a cost, and a lot of people don't want to feel that. So to, to address your question, how is it affecting men? I the very generalist in me wants to say that men are scared because I want to believe that. That men aren't equipped enough right now to be able to accommodate the ramifications of the Me Too movement. Hmm. I don't really want to believe that, but I think that's what my my mind wants to say.
0: When you say not equipped, what do you cynical. mean? Is this is this like do you mean like guys need to like level up?
1: Yeah, I mean exactly. You know, take take yeah. ownership of it. I yeah. I am sure I have done things in my life that were not on board that maybe were disrespectful. I maybe made a touch that at uh, some time in my past that wasn't um, healthy mm-hmm. or, or um, considerate of her space. Um, and we all do. I mean, we, we make mistakes. I mean, women do it. To, we all do it to mm-hmm. each other. But on balance, I think that it's really healthy for me to approach the Me Too movement as if I too contributed to it. Ah, because that's, that's, interesting. you know, that doesn't mean I'm guilty, but it means that I want to be a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. Part of the solution means listening, um, being willing to consider things that I hadn't considered before, being willing to be wrong, um, being willing to uh, have a paradigm shift within myself. uh, Because that's that's important. And, And as someone who tries to facilitate healing in other people, I find it extremely important to try to model that. And you can't just model it by... Wanting to or thinking that that's what you're supposed to do, you have to want to be a human being and you have to want to treat people with respect because I mean, that's the foundation of all our religions is to treat someone else as you want to be treated. So, if you want to abuse somebody or touch somebody and you didn't ask for that, then why would you do that? You want to be absolutely certain, and certainty doesn't come from a bottle, it doesn't come from from drugs. You need to be in your clear mind to know this situation is right. And we have a good relationship and I can do that kiss or I can hug her or whatever it may be.
0: And can I just add in here that um, you guys are really, really welcome to ask things. You know, it's like a when in doubt, ask situation. So if you're not sure if she's into it, ask you know, at that point, fuck risking your game, you know, you're, you're risking something much more, you know, her, you know, being uncomfortable. And that's the same thing. You know, I see guys get, um, touched, uh, inappropriately, you know, girls will come up and grab guys and asses or something in a party or something like that. And, you know, if if you don't mind that, that's fine. If you do feel free to say something. And let me just say like something sort of about that. If you're going to do that, speak your truth Okay, don't make jokes, don't make, you know, don't, um, you know, get, get defensive or, or get angry if, if you you can, you know, handle your emotions and then go back and say, hey, would you mind not touching me like that? You know, I, I, I don't enjoy it. So finding your own voice and using it is important. And yes, that's an uncomfortable moment, but like, this is a serious thing. So, you know, man up a little bit, you know, like step up to level up in that moment And the same way as you know, it's important to to speak your own voice. It's important to listen when someone says the same thing about you. You know, if you 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 do something that you think is cool, and somebody comes and it's their job. I mean, it's your job to be respectful. It's their job to speak their boundaries if they have some. Which I think maybe is a lot of what gets kind of lost too. Is you know, it 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 is her job to say, and my personal belief, it is you know my job to say if something makes me uncomfortable. Um,
1: Well, that's not your job to guess. Right.
0: It can't be because sometimes I like being smacked in the ass and sometimes I don't. And like, it's not your job to know when that is. They're my boundaries. It's my body. It's important that I, you know, instruct you on how it should be um, touched. So if you experience that and somebody says something to you, then you need to be open to that. And again, not defensive. Don't make jokes, you know, and be like, oh, shit, you yeah. know, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be more careful. It doesn't need to be any bigger of a deal than that.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I had a couple of thoughts that came to my mind is mm-hmm. number one, a lot of people don't know where their boundaries are. I think. I
0: think we can call. I think we can say, especially ladies, on that one. Is that fair?
1: I mean, if a man is approaching your space without asking, he doesn't know where his boundaries are either.
0: Or he doesn't know where mine are.
1: Or he doesn't know where there's a whole dance that's missing. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Um, But I was inspired to think of, you know, a lot of guys out there, including probably some that are listening, might be wondering, well, how do I pick up on these signals? Mm -hmm. How do I know? Because it's not romantic to say can I touch your ass? <laughs> it's not romantic to say, can we have our first kiss now? Mm-hmm. Because we could get married and then well, she'll remember that. And that's kind of, you know, that's not romantic. I blew that one. You know, all this whole thing can start going. Um, I th- I think quite honestly, the answer is you, you have to listen. You have to pay attention. And if you, you have to listen with your heart. I mean, that's I'm just going to cut to the chase. Mm. Everybody watching this, listening to this knows moments that they listened to their heart and they were able to perceive clearly. And that's, that's uh, no different in dating. It's no different in the club. It's no different than wherever you are. If you If your heart feels like this is right, you're listening. You can see clearly. You can perceive things. You're paying attention to them. And that's a skill. That's It that takes a lot of practice, I think, to really be able to do that, especially in a nervous dating situation.
0: How do they know if they're hard of speaking to them or not?
1: Well, that's a whole other show.
0: There's a comment from from Andrew saying the boundary line is is really hard to figure out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and and Caitlin said, certainty comes from genuine communication. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and men have a bad reputation of not being good communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're a lot better than the reputation is um we just don't often do that enough but guys conversation will get you so far conversation about her her life what she's up to what she's doing not about you about her and asking (laughs) questions and not telling is like the sexiest thing to a woman like so if you can do that and spend the whole night just doing that you'll probably get a kiss at the end of the night anyway so
0: Good general rule, but, but then also be aware that you are then getting into a relationship with a woman who lets her lets you listen to her and lets herself talk all night long and never asks about you. So just be aware of that for the long run <laughs> as well. <laughs> but you're right. Everybody loves to be listened to. Everybody likes having questions asked about themselves. That's actually, um, you know, yeah. That's that's that is. I, I learned that early on from from my mother. I mean, if you're trying to. Uh, you know, to, to ingratiate yourself to someone, or you're, you're trying to, you know, connect with someone or get along. It's like, ask them questions. Tell me about your life. What is, that's interesting. Ask follow-up questions. It's like, that's just, you know, sort of the art of conversation, but it's, it is, you know, it's not obvious to everyone. Um, which kind of brings back to the, you know, when in doubt, ask as far as the, uh, conversing. Um, interestingly, and I'll just sort of put in a, a uh, an, al- uh, alternative, uh, opinion, which is about the, you know, being asked for the first kiss, not being romantic. I think that's adorable. Personally, <laughs> I think that if there's great connection with a guy and we're sort of, we're close and we're flirting and there's touching and there's all these things and he gets very close to me and asks me if he can kiss me. I, I just, I'm, I'm, that works for me.
1: That totally works. I, I totally agree with you too. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it's great. <laughs> uh, somebody else might be like, no, you just need to do it. which is fine there's nothing wrong with that at all it's it's important and I I I don't want to devolve too far but like it's important to be aware of who you're with I, I feel as though guys and this is out of my purview because I'm not in fact a man um just kind of have this approach of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks like instead of being like, oh, do you want to meet someone who you you really like, who would be your perfect person? They're like someone, like having someone would be perfect. Um, and it's not like, raise your standards for yourself, you know? Um, there's there's a lot of sort of like, oh, I just get on Tinder. I just swipe for everyone. And I just see who swipes for me. It's like that sort of approach. But like, you know, it, it, it's great to, you know, to, to treat your treat your one well and to, you know, listen to her all night and things like that. And then Also, like, is she the one you actually want? Like, is this the relationship you want to be in? Are you just glad to have someone? And if you're just glad to have someone, first of all, that's perfectly fine. Just be aware of that. Um, You know, I I would start looking inward and being like, what's your life like when you're not with someone, you know? because yeah. then you're settling and that makes no one happy. She's not happy, you're not happy. It leads to, you know, a terrible breakup or a messy divorce. I mean, it's like there's no you know, there's <laughs> there's there's no need. You know, you can be you can be happy on your own um and then if if she enhances your life, that's fine. But if you're sort of going through looking for like tips and tricks and ways to like make her happy, then is that the person you want to be with or are you trying to fit a square Peg into a round hole.
1: Yeah. It's a, I mean, you said someone. You want to be with someone.
0: Yeah, anyone. If just you like want
1: to be with someone, then you're just going to find... Anyone. Someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But do you want... What, who, who do you want? What do you want? What do you want to experience?
0: How do you want to feel when you're with her?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm lonely and I want to be with someone is the product of a lonely person's thoughts. But unfortunately, you have to figure out what you want. Otherwise... The someone you find will stay as someone, and you won't see them perhaps um, as as the human being that you really want. And so, boundaries aren't really as important.
0: Yeah, or you're trying to solve a problem in the outside world that actually exists inside. If it's anyone will do, you need to look at your life, man. You know, because that's a that's a rough that's
1: you know, a rough patch. That,
0: that leads it leads straight to settling, is what it does. Yeah, You know, um, which for me is like, you know, a a swear word, Um, but also some uh, uh, some people's kind of, you know, M.O. Um, But yeah, so that's just that's a little bit of a red flag. Um,
1: So someone, uh, uh, Caitlin wrote that consent is sexy. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say something about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have this like idea that what would really be great for men is to earn the yes. Like that should be like the name thing. I earn the yes. Tell me more about that. Well, I don't want it to be I'm I'm not saying it should be like a competition where it's like, you know, the prize is I get to score because I got the yes. But It is a prize. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. but there's so many other wonderful things that just being somewhere watching the sunset is is a prize. Um there's all kinds of prizes. But consent absolutely is sexy. Um, it's it's a confirmation, it's an intellectual confirmation that you've hit it off, that you've done the right things, that you've and, and what great feedback. What great feedback. So like you, you could spend the night wondering, I think that was great. My heart told me to come in for the kiss. We did it. It was awesome. And then there's like something kind of lingering in the back of my mind. Maybe I did. if she says yes, or if she looks at you like a woman can look at you, where you just know there's your confirmation. How much better does that feel? That all those things that you did to to connect with her as a human being were right. And that's what everybody wants—to be treated like a human being. Hmm. And and if that was the case, if we—if I treat her like a human being, she treats me like a human being. Everybody out there, we're all human beings with each other. There's no Me Too movement.
0: Ooh, I like that. We just solved it. I solved it. We just solved the entire thing. Do you like how I made that a we? Yeah. No. (laughs) It's true. It's absolutely fascinating. I love the way you said, the, the earning the yes, because I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm seeing this pattern as if I'm all about guys leveling up, you know? Um, and people sort of see that I specialize just in, in men. I help single men, right? attract life partners. Um, but, but, and they sort of go, oh, but what about the women? The women need to work on themselves too. Of course, women need to work on themselves. Everybody needs to work on themselves. But what I'm passionate about is helping men level up. So what if, just imagine the scenario. Let's say you're out on that date. Okay, and you—I don't know—walk her to her door. Does that still happen? I'm not sure. Maybe her car. It ought to. <laughs> it really ought to. Um, I don't know
1: about yours door. You live on top of like a mountain.
0: <laughs> you gotta
1: want it. Steep ladder steps.
0: If you don't want it, then you, you don't. You're not welcome in. Um, <laughs> so when you, um, so when you're, let's say that you're out on a date with this woman, you think it's going well. You get to the very end of the date, and let's say you go in to kiss her or you'll say you ask, let's say, you know, I, I would I would love to kiss you, or you know, something like that. And she sort of gives you a, you know, a three quarters answer of or like a sure. My my vision when you when you said what you said is somebody looking at that reaction being like, no, I'm gonna wait until you're really excited about it. And I'm gonna keep working until that point.
1: That just sounds like a tease.
0: What do we just say about keeping women interested?
1: Well, now there's another. I mean, now we is, come to what is a tease?
0: A tease is that seduction. It's like now I, I I I want you to to want it more. I want you to be excited about it. There's a little challenge in it. There's not much, not a challenge. Just as a challenge to myself. It's like I haven't I haven't piqued your interest enough.
1: So I've 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 dated women that did that, and it was just kind of like let's extend the repartee and the innuendo and the and the, the playful teasing and.
0: Hang on, I think we've got to call them in.
1: It kept getting extended, and I lost interest.
0: <laughs> so there's that. So there's that boundary. Call from
1: Joey Torres.
0: To accept, All right? Press Joey, one, to send a voicemail, press two. Joey, can you hear me? To accept, press <sighs> this one. Is what it does to every send a voicemail, press two. Okay, I've sent the caller to voicemail. Goodbye. Poor Joey. Joey, I'm so sorry you keep calling in, and uh, it keeps not happening, and I still have not solved this problem just yet. Uh, you're welcome to try in uh, again if you'd like. Uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes it does not. So feel free to give us a call again. Um, so, so that line, right, between teasing and... Um, and uh, pushing away or just seeming uninterested. The the shift that I thought was was significant about that is that um, you is that that's it's the guy leveling up. It's the guy being uh, challenging himself. Like no, nope, you're you're not quite. Uh, you know, I, I really want you to to want it. I don't want you half interested in me. I want you all the way interested in me. Like to me, that sort of expresses his seriousness a bit. Call from
1: Joey Torres.
0: To accept, press one. To send you a luck. voicemail, press two. It's incredible. I do what she asks accept, me and she doesn't press do it. One. To send a voicemail, press two. No, nope. she hates me. Why do you hate me, lady? What have I ever done?
1: She hasn't earned the yes.
0: Um <laughs> I'm trying to give her the yes, and I can't seem to get there. Um Joey, I'm so sorry. Why don't you go ahead and uh, write your question in the comments and we will uh, we'll get you there. <clears throat> One of these days, Joey, you will call in and we will talk on the phone. It will happen. Poor Joey. Poor Joey.
1: Poor Joey. <laughs> he's not poor. <laughs> he just can't talk to you, so I guess in that sense he's
0: poor. Um, he's <laughs> robbed of my pearls of wisdom. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so go on. So you don't think that <laughs> Joey's like, uh, he's, he's over it. Um, so uh, you hadn't quite finished your thought about
1: apparently I've lost it all together by
0: the, by the, by the car and, and her maybe waiting a little bit too long. I don't know if it's an actual tactic or not. I'm just saying it's no,
1: it's a tactic. Thought. It was a tactic Oh, on her part. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: there was a threshold, Matt, where
0: you could feel a shift.
1: Well, it's like, okay, we have energetically and very clearly agreed to do, to proceed to the next step. Mm-hmm. But you have decided to, not you, but th- this person had decided to go off on another tangent because I suppose she thought it was fun. Yep. It was. I mean, looking back on it, it was fun. It was great. Um, but I lost interest. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like a, it, it's so complicated. You know, there's chase and then there's like, you know, there's okay. A balance, right? there, there's a balance, right? There's a balance. You know, we, we got the number of fish on this trip that we needed to catch. And now why are we still fishing? You know? Yeah. Like,
0: um, yeah, and that's a, that's another good um, good point as well. Is like people playing games that I children think we can play games. Evil, easily say leans more towards women. That children one I have games. no problem. I, even I'll make a generalization about that. That is definitely more of a girl thing. Um, uh, I'd run the other way if I were you. I don't like that shit at all. Personally, I like being straightforward. Um, you may not know that about me, but it is actually true. Um, I, I just don't like I don't like the runaround. I don't like guessing what your intention is. I don't I don't want to have to figure out what it is that you're thinking. Maybe that's why I'm I feel so strongly about the, um, you know that that people need to say no. It's it's their job, even if it's uncomfortable, to say no. You know when something's going wrong. Um,
1: Would you say that that directness is sexy?
0: Yes, I would. Yes and no.
1: Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it can go wrong.
0: It can. Directness well, it can, can be too wrong. much. It's like, I like the, the the tease and the seduction. To me, that's, that is a lot of the fun. I enjoy engaging on that level.
1: So if you may, if, if you mind me mm-hmm. asking, mm-hmm. do you, and I think this is where maybe some men get hamstrung. How much of it should be verbal? How much of it should be physical? How much of it is body language?
0: A lot of it is body language. A lot of it's body language.
1: So, you share a short story. Yeah, please. Before I met my, my wife, I um, briefly dated a woman who had experienced a lot of trauma because of men and probably is um, um, a strong. Um, participant in the Me Too movement, as Mm -hmm. far as trying to express what happened to her, perhaps. And so when we were dating, I was very hesitant because I knew she'd shared with me a lot of the things that had happened to her. And so I didn't want to move too fast. I was really, really, really careful, even for me, and I'm pretty deliberate. And she got really frustrated with me. And she said, if you want it, just take it. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Based on what you told me, I can't do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's because you already made her feel safe. Right. Yeah.
1: But I, even as as good as I can be picking up on signals, I must have missed that? a lot of signals.
0: Mm. No, she may not be giving you any.
1: Right. That's all the thing, it. guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been her pain body talk. That's mm-hmm. a whole other concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I think men run into that quite often, too, is that they're sort of like, You know, women want to participate emotionally when maybe their past dictates that they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we can get cross messages that get us in trouble. Um, Can you say anything about that? Do you agree with that? Do you find that's just maybe my thoughts?
0: Um, No, I think that, you know, we this whole show is about how much we carry our past with us and how it affects us in the present. Um, And... And, and that obviously happens on, on on all sides on with men and with women um, as far as you know how to deal with it when it is you know it's absolutely create a safe a space as possible um, definitely default to verbal if you if you're uncertain at all is, is this okay is this too much um, but as far as you know getting underneath that I mean that's it's it's her it's her cross to bear too you know she it's her trauma It's not your job to take care of her trauma. It's your job to be respectful. Again, treating like humans. Um, But it's not your job to solve her trauma. It's not your job to heal her trauma. It's your job to be in a relationship with her and be the best you can if that's a good situation for you. Um, It's not her job to solve your, you know, expectations that another one's going to cheat on you or whatever it is that you brought into the relationship. You know, that is your shit, man. You are a... You are a grown up, and you are a person, and um, you know that can uh, that gets carried in, you know. Um, but you know, if if you if you are you know if you are if you are in a relationship, or you you attract someone who's like that, I think just taking you know the the, the reasonable precautions, you know. Uh, it's interesting that she came back to you, act back at you with like, "All right, let's do this." I mean, to me, that means she's she's feeling safe, so she's ready. She something about wanting more. It's like when um for me personally, you know, when I when a guy sort of comes at me really strongly, um even though I I do like being chased, I do like being pursued. When a guy comes at me really directly, I find that I I automatically back away. Um, and I've noticed that behavior, and I'm like, that's really interesting because it's not that I dislike that; it's that. Um I want to I want to come forward. I want to come towards you. You know, I want to pull you towards me and if you're already here I can't do that. It's the, as I said it's the seduction for me. So I like the pulling. I want to pull you. Um obviously you need to show me interest and there needs to be, you know, I, I know I'm oversimplifying here but but what that sort of dynamic that you just expressed there tells me is you did such a great job making her feel safe that she, you even reached the place of impatience which is on the other side of, you know, Which uncertain. ended up
1: making me feel unsafe.
0: Oh, that's interesting too. So then there's an aspect of that that got recreated. And,
1: and, and needless to say that was kind of near the end of the, the relationship because if we can't communicate at that stage and we're missing signals, what's it going to be like later on?
0: See, getting up and out. That's a, that's a great thing. If all you took from this episode is that statement, that's, that's really good. It's like, well, this isn't going to go anywhere in the future. So, so go elsewhere. Trust, so it's trust in your true. quality. Trust in your quality and find someone who's uh, you know who who actually makes you happy. You know, don't settle. It's not working for me, for you. Um, okay, so uh, Joey wrote down your question. Thank you so much. So I went a few on a few dates with a girl I have only a little physical attraction to. Hopefully, she's not watching this. Um, however, uh, our personalities mesh well. She's she's even normal. So much so that it's almost boring, which is what I thought I wanted. Oh, this is good, Joey. Uh, I almost want to end it, though, because of the attraction issue and the level of boredom that's bugging me. Can't get intimate with a girl who can't consent. My ex could not get intimate unless she was intoxicated. Boy, is that a red flag. Holy shit. Caused an internal struggle with me knowing right and wrong and also knowing she went through lots of past trauma and required inebriation, quote-unquote, to block out sex. (laughs) Women rarely do the uh, pulling, though. It's not in their nature. Mm. I wouldn't go there. That's not useful for you. Um, that don't, might be his experience. Don't, in the past yeah, don't worry don't about what much women much. do. Joey, you do this all the time. You project a lot. Don't worry about what women do. You don't know what women do. You only know what the women you've experienced in your life do, and that is a negligible portion of the population percentage-wise. Um, however, this is a really good question. Um, I really appreciate you sending this in. That's really great. So this is quite fascinating. So I don't know if you normally attract drama or more sort of um, – ex- citing quote relationships, Um, but having, you know, being with someone who's normal um, and getting bored. So boredom is a defense. That's something that a lot of people know. Um, You know, what is it that's, that's making you bored? What are you looking for? What are you, you know, if, 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 and, you know, forgive me, Joe, you know that I'm, that I'm, that I'm direct on this show. If you have been in a relationship with a woman who had to have to be drunk to have sex, and I mean if you were willing to get into that relationship because if that happened to me, like that would never go past a, a one-time thing. okay so that's, that's that's not my that's not my my issue I wouldn't I wouldn't tolerate that. So the fact that you did makes me wonder if maybe you attract women who are a little um, exciting uh, in perhaps not super healthy ways um, which means there may be something that um dating that type of woman is uh satisfying for you okay um if we take that as a baseline okay she's exciting it's great but it's probably it's probably roller coaster as well and it's probably fireworks and it's probably exhausting uh and ultimately uh fails in the end um but when you're with some, but when you're with someone like that, you're so busy dealing with their crazy that you're not letting yourself drop in to a heart connection and let yourself get really intimate with that person. You don't she, have to because there's can't too much exist, crazy.
1: She can't exist in a relationship when it's real. She has to be in an altered state, and, right. and I think that opens men up to being problems with the, men's, the the me too movement
0: oh my god yes the red flags are everywhere on that one
1: yeah if she's if she's inebriated when she's with you sexually intimately then the margin of error is much greater for you and it's just not worth consciousness recommend. is always preferable to i
0: wouldn't recommend it, lack of it. <laughs> consciousness is always preferable um so, okay, so this, so this pattern for you, Joey. So then if you're normally in that kind of relationship, it's going to allow you to stay in, in a kind of safety. It's going to feel safe for you. Um, you're able to blame women more, which feels more comfortable. Um, you're able to be like, oh my God, can you believe this? She did da-da-da-da-da. And all of that is like exciting mind stuff that might keep you from really dropping into the actual vulnerability that's involved in real intimacy. So here's my challenge for you, okay? You have met this woman who, you know, may not be on the cover of a magazine. That's not strictly here nor there, depending on what it is that you're looking for. And I'm assuming that you're looking for more or you wouldn't be asking this question, right? She'd be out. So the, the fact that, that you're bored means there's something underneath that that you're avoiding, okay? Because that's a defense, Otherwise, you would just be very calm and be perfectly fine. But instead, you're like, it's too calm. I'm bored, which is like it's, you're looking for a, I want to say fight, but I don't mean an actual fight. You're looking for action, you know? And I mean, you're like a pretty action-oriented you know oriented dude. So that's fine. I'm not saying this is the right woman for you. But I really invite you to explore what it might be like to be in a normal, quote, normal relationship or one without a huge amount of drama or upset and see you know, the new places that that takes you because, you know, you're single at this point. Whatever you've been doing so far hasn't strictly worked, right? Um, I would I would actually explore this. I think she may be really good for you, um, at least for, you know, for a while. That would be my guess.
1: Well, I had another thought too. Yeah, have thoughts. Um, I agree with you. And another one, another idea is maybe she's just not a good dance partner. Maybe, you know, certainly he might be attracting this type of woman. Um, and sometimes you can do all you can to open yourself and, and be with someone um, purely openly, thoroughly. And they just, they just don't do it back. Right. It sounds like this woman might be that kind of person who, you know, life is really painful when, when we have to enjoy, when we can only enjoy things being drunk.
0: Um, oh, that's not this woman. That was the previous relationship he was in. Now he's in this woman where okay. he, he said he's not super attracted to her and he's feeling bored.
1: Okay. Well, then that doesn't apply here, but I, I still stand by that. I think that's um, important to consider too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, yeah. And, and actually what you say would apply to this woman as well, except that he said the word boredom. And so that tells me there's something else going on. Um, Oh, and Joey just shared with us that he works with models and actresses, so maybe the attraction issue might be tied to that. Yeah, your your perception of of what both my, my um, you know, a number of my family members are in uh, the TV. And um, it's very, uh, it's there's a lot of distortion. There's a lot of distortion there in, in what beauty actually is and a lot of outward focus, you know, look at me, see me, see me, see me, and not a lot of... Um, of
1: the internal doesn't matter.
0: The internal, mm-hmm and that kind of connection. And that's ultimately what makes us happy, believe it or not. Um, attraction's great, it's fun, it's fiery, it's erotic. Do that with lots of people. Um, and then find one who like, you know, makes your heart sing.
1: That your heart can speak to. Your heart can Find speak the language to. that your heart understands.
0: Oh, I like that so much. Um, okay, guys, that is all that we have time for today. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining me. It was a pleasure having you.
1: Thanks for having me here.
0: Uh, Once again, guys, this is uh, Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. You're welcome to, uh, you know, this is a a podcast. You can find me on iTunes and Google Play and uh, Spotify and TuneIn and everything. So um, feel free to find the other rest of the episodes here. Um, Always welcome to friend me on Facebook and send me some comments and things you'd like me to cover. And uh, I'll be back with you next week. Thanks so much for joining, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.